G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you know, there are business people who spend a lot of money trying to find out what will happen in investment markets, whether it's property, whether it's business, uh, whether it's to do with all sorts of cycles, boom and bust cycles, preparing for rises and falls in investment markets. There's a lot at stake, a lot of financial wisdom required when you're making decisions about your business and about finance. Well, let's get some insights today. And with a focus on the property market, Darren Laudenbach is back with us. He's founder of God's Money Matters. He's a speaker, a trainer a business coach on financial issues. Darren, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for having me. It's been great to be back. (laughs) Darren, when we talk about investments, for mums and dads, usually it's the family home. For business people, uh, all sorts of investments that will be uh, very relative to business. What are your thoughts on successful property investments, successful use of your finances by way of a Christian stewardship and the sorts of things we ought to be looking at today? Yeah, it's interesting. I think um, for Christians, we sometimes fight with this understanding that, you know, should I invest and um, what does that look like? And if I become a landlord, does that make me um, a bad person because, you know, I'm charging rent to somebody? And we get these misconceptions, I think, sometimes. And one of the things that we don't realise uh, or don't necessarily think about is that we, you know, if we own a rental property, we're giving somebody the ability to live in a home. And um, they might not otherwise be able to to do that if we didn't provide if there wasn't enough people out there providing rental property. So I think um, uh, it's not necessarily a capitalist um, <laughs> um, and, and wealth creation bad thing. I don't think we should be seen as a negative thing that some people see it as. So we're talking property investment. Uh, lots of ways sure. we could go. Some people are interested in houses and land. Others looking at units. And they have different places too, don't they? Uh, rises and falls, unit sales, home sales. Uh, these are measured in different ways. That's right. And I, um, across the country at the moment, um, in fact, I saw a report just recently um, that showed uh, across the country some of the poorest performing property. Um, and generally, not wholly and solely, but generally um, it was showing that the unit market isn't performing very well at the moment across Australia. And um, I think, you know, I'm here in Canberra and Canberra's property um, market, as far as the units are concerned, hasn't really grown for seven years. And yet the um, actual property market here in Canberra for house and land, for homes, has actually grown quite well, um, like us, uh, other areas. So it's kind of interesting. And uh, the report was saying basically it's the wrong kind of stock for what the, the um, you know, the area demands. And so they're not providing the right type of property for people who want to live there. So um, that's one of the reasons. Darren, for those who are contemplating entry into the property market now, with recent rises in US interest rates and predictions there could be another couple of rises this year, how that might affect Australian interest rates and the 
age-old question, is it time today to be thinking about investment properties? Yeah, and I think the um, the answer to there will probably be some rises in interest rates. I'm not sure how fast that will be. Um, a lot of um, economists are predicting we'll have some this year. I'm not so sure about that. I don't know that there's, the signs are strong enough for the re, uh, for inflation and other things that uh, need to come into to the economy for the um, government to want to slow down or the RBA to want to slow down uh, inflation. I don't think we're seeing those signs at the moment, and which is why they often raise raise interest rates. Um, having said that, obviously, if people are concerned about interest rates, then by all means, check out um, the option of locking in because the interest rates are very low at the moment and locking in for three to five years is not a bad idea uh, if there's some concern. The, the interesting thing is that if we look at the big market cycle that runs for about, um, based on research, um, runs for about 18.6 years on average, um, what those who do the research on this, this cycle believe is that we're in the mid-cycle of that at the moment. So we're, in, we're about the mid-cycle, um, meaning that we've probably got another seven years or so for the cycle to play out before we see the next bust. So as far as investment is concerned, um, in both shares and property, it's probably a good time to, to be in and continue to invest for the next little while. So when we hear of prices coming off in Sydney and in Melbourne and other cities around the nation too and perhaps following behind those, does that indicate that, as you say, potentially as a good time with quite a while off that you might predict another downturn, that this is a time for people to get into the property market? And and what about first home buyers in the mix there? Yeah, it's 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 always an interesting thing with first home buyers, but um, I think the... If, if, if we're correct and we're in a mid-cycle slowdown at the moment, so we've been through seven years of growth and we're in a mid-cycle slowdown now and we're going to go into the next seven years of growth before a bust, then it is a good time for people to jump in now. For first-home buyers, if they can afford to, of course, um, the earlier they can get in, the better. However, having said that, leading up to, to 2025, 26, where I think the next bust will happen, um, and there's a bunch of research behind that, uh, if that happens, in fact, leading up to that, first-home buyers might be better to, to wait um, and, and save as hard as they can between now and then. So when we talk about markets and cycles, booms and busts, when we think of the share markets, there's major share market busts, but there's corrections along the way. Do corrections come in to the property market and other investment markets as well? Yeah, they certainly do. We haven't seen the kind of corrections um, that we have seen in the past more recently. So the 2007-2008 kind of market crash in Australia, uh, sorry, not um, share market crash, didn't really play out in property in Australia. Um, And yet it did in uh, both, well, it played out very big in the US, the UK, Ireland, um, but yeah, not so much here. Uh, We might have seen growth cooling a little bit, but we didn't see a big bust. Uh, like like they did in those other um, Western uh, economies, partly because um, we still have an undersupply of property in Australia, and we did back then. Uh, so we're actually not meeting the demand of supply, um, and so that's always going to put a bit of pressure on prices, whereas um, other places had uh, an oversupply of property and they had some um, some room to move there for prices to come off, whereas we haven't got that at the moment. And Darren, let's talk again about this Christian stewardship that we have because we have faith in God 
uh, we're expectant that things will go well for us, but we are also stewards, and sometimes that makes us a little more cautious. If you're being cautious, sometimes you can miss the boat when it comes to investment opportunities. So how do you see the time right now for Christian investors and the sorts of activities that they ought to be doing when it comes to investment, whether it's property or shares or any other level of investment? Well, it's interesting, you know, we read in the Bible that it says we can read the signs of the times to some degree as far as the weather and, and um, weather conditions and things like that, and we can predict what's going to happen. Um, and we can see now, based on research, that we can kind of get a pretty good understanding of what's happening in the economy and what's likely to happen and how it's likely to play out based on long-term cycles that have been now um, researched and measured over 200 years. And so I think, um, and I keep thinking about the prediction of weather and prediction of seasons and whether we should be able to predict the the markets a little bit better as Christians and take advantage of that. And and not to take advantage of it to be greedy, but to take advantage of that so that we can um, be prepared, we can help people when those things, uh, when the busts come and people hurt, because that's what happens. People do hurt and we can um, have the resources to be able to help them. But also we can um, take advantage of that to create um, personal wealth that we can then share with those in need. And I imagine that prayerfulness for the Christian investor, whether it's properties or shares or any other investment, prayerfulness has a major role to play because we don't want to move without the confidence that God gives us the ability to be able to make a wise and successful decision. That's correct. I'm, I'm a big believer in that. And I think... You know, there's, there's always a little bit of a step of faith, though, isn't there? I don't know that we're not going to get a really big kind of bell ringing saying, yes, now's the time to invest. I think we need to um, do our research, we need to use our intellect, and we need to pray, and then uh, if we feel that it's right, then step, step out and make the move. I think today, unfortunately, um, not enough Christians have been entrepreneurial and creative. We've, we've got an entrepreneurial and creative God, I think. A lot of people, uh, they're just reluctant to become entrepreneurial and step out in faith. I think if we do the, the analysis and we do the research um, and we, 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 don't, we, we pray about things and we don't get anything blocking us, that we don't get a door closing, then we really do need to step out in faith. You know, the, the parable of the talents, um, all of that tells us that we should be being a bit more entrepreneurial, be a bit more creative. And I think we come from a creative and entrepreneurial God. And, and unfortunately, I think too many Christians are holding themselves back um, because they're scared and, and they, they, they have this uh, risk averseness that we shouldn't have as Christians because we know that ultimately God is our provider anyway. God is creator, he's entrepreneurial, and we ought to be that as well. Uh, let me point people to the God's Money Matters website, godsmoneymatters.com, and a series of webinars that you might like to participate in with Darren. It's propertycashflow.com.au, propertycashflow.com.au. Always a pleasure catching up. Darren Laudenbach, founder of God's Money Matters. He's a speaker, a trainer, coach, of financial issues and that website godsmoneymatters.com Darren thanks for being with us again today on 2020 Thank you Neil for having me it's been a pleasure Before you go thanks for listening There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au And remember Vision is listener supported 
Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.